Hare Krishna everyone, so we are continuing with the light of the Bhagavata. By His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And this is Shravanam Diaries Podcast. I'm your host, Sulalita Devidasi. At your service and let us dive in. Text number 28. The fully beautiful scenery after the rainy season was attractive to the eyes of everyone including Sri Krishna, the cause of all causes. Purport We should always appreciate the creative energy of the Supreme Lord. Hmm. Beautiful nature, even though material and therefore temporary, is always full of glories of the Creator. There is a class of philosophers who condemn the material creation as false. They say that Brahman is truth, but the creation is false. This is not good. The temporary creation is also a relative truth. It is, in fact, the temporary picture of the eternal creation. The forgetful soul has no information of the spiritual creation known as the Sanatana Dharma. But the temporary creation gives an idea of this original creation. The devotees of the Lord, therefore, make the best use of the bad bargain by utilizing the temporary creation in the service of the Lord. Everything emanates as different energies from the Lord and thus everything should be engaged for his service only. As soon as even temporary things are engaged in his service, they take on permanent values. The process of such engagement in the service of the Lord is what the sages call chikitsitam or well-treated chikitsitam. If we have some kind of trouble in the stomach from drinking milk, the physician prescribes the same milk in the form of yogurt, which is nothing but treated milk. Similarly, the temporary creation of the material world is undoubtedly full of miseries. But when accepted in terms of its relation with the Supreme Lord, the whole thing becomes as well as treated as well treated as the yogurt. Mm-hmm. The whole thing becomes as well treated as the yogurt. Everything accepted in full Krishna consciousness has its spiritual value. And by the grace of the Almighty, its material effects are diminished in terms of the increasing degree of spiritual consciousness. That is the process for cultivating the human spirit. Hmm. So the more we are treating material elements as chikitsitam, well-treated, engaged in the service of the Lord, the way the Lord likes it, with the spiritual consciousness, With the increasing degree of that spiritual consciousness, the material effects are diminished. Haribo!
it's very very important point for all of us and the point about appreciating the beauty like no we can't deny the fact that so many breathtakingly beautiful natural creations are there in the material world we can see so it is service to appreciate the work of the creator text number 29 thus the rainy season came to an end the autumn began and there were no more clouds in the sky all the reservoirs of water became crystal clear and the wind was no longer forceful lord krishna along with his elder brother lord baladeva lived at vrindavan in this auspicious season poor part when the sky is clear of all clouds there is no longer any distinction between the portion of the sky that was covered and that which was never covered similarly when the living entity now covered by the modes of material nature is freed from ignorance passion and so-called goodness he becomes one with the absolute truth such oneness is called mukti or freedom from the miseries of material life there are five different kinds of mukti impersonalists prefer to merge into the existence existence of the transcendence but the personalists or devotees do not annihilate their individuality and thus the devotees of the lord individually enjoy transcendental spiritual variegatedness on the planets of the spiritual sky the material sky is also the spiritual sky but it is covered by the modes of material nature this material nature is also a temporary creation of the lord as the clouds is a creation of the sun when the cloud of the material modes is cleared off the material nature is said to have been annihilated there are two kinds of living entities namely the conditioned and the pure it is for the conditioned living entities that the material nature is created and the conditioned souls are put into it to become pure unconditioned souls those who become unconditioned by devotional service enter into the eternal kingdom of god and those who lose the chance rot in dormant material conditions sometimes manifested and sometimes unmanifested lord shri krishna descends to reclaim the conditioned souls yes we discussed in some of the previous verses that sometimes this world is manifested and then unmanifested depending on the uh, creations of lord brahma and then ultimately upon the creation and manifestation and annihilation of the mahatattva so 
Yes. So better we... The Lord comes back for us over and over again. And so many conditioned souls have become unconditioned and they join the Lord in His eternal pastimes. So we can also make the best use of it. The best use of this opportunity. So, text 30. In autumn, all the reservoirs of water become enriched with growing lotuses. The muddy water again becomes normally clear and decorated. Just as fallen, conditioned souls once more become spiritually enriched in devotional service. <coughs> Sorry. Purport. We should not be disappointed in our muddy life of material existence. For as soon as we voluntarily take to the devotional service of the Lord, our whole life becomes clear like water in autumn. Devoid of our relationship with God, our life is barren. But as soon as the muddy mind is cleared by spiritual association or cultivation of the human spirit, the threefold miseries of material life are at once cleared off. Thus, the lotus of knowledge gradually fructifies, and this gradual process of development ushers in transcendental bliss. The whole spiritual progress, the whole spiritual process, the whole spiritual process is technically called yoga, or linking with the Supreme. It is something like a long staircase, and the upward steps are variously designated as regulated work, transcendental knowledge, mystic powers, and ultimately bhakti yoga, or devotional service. Bhakti yoga is pure and unalloyed, being entirely beyond all the preliminary steps. Such unalloyed devotional service in favor of the Supreme Lord was displayed at Vrindavan when the Lord descended there, and thus the yoga exhibited by the gopis of Vrindavan is the highest unalloyed love of God, the perfection of bhakti yoga. To rise to the stage of love shown by the gopis is very difficult, but the stage is attainable for serious conditioned souls. Unfortunately, cheap neophytes make a show of the transcendental ecstasies of the gopis bringing them onto the mundane plane for perverted manifestations and thus clearing the way to hell by such unwanted caricatures. Serious students of bhakti yoga, however, practice it seriously, and thus they attain the highest perfection in bhakti yoga, as stated in Bhagavad Gita 6.47. Yoginam apisarvesham madgatinantar atmana shradhavan bhajate yomam 
Samayukta tamomataha. Jai. This is the end of the poor part. We shall continue tomorrow. So thank you so much for tuning in. The link to this book is in the description, as well as links to find the illustrations for each particular verse, each particular painting. And yes, we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.